He looked through a few more letters, while Daphne wondered if she could possibly explain her feelings, even had she wanted to. She felt she would have to understand them first, and this unnatural little chat was hardly going to help her to do that. What she felt then, and what she felt now, and what she felt now about what she felt then, it wasn't remotely easy to say. Sebi was every inch the bachelor. His intuitions about a young girl's first love and about Cecil himself as a lover were unlikely to be worth much. Cecil's way of being in love with her was alternately to berate her and to berate himself. There wasn't much fun in it, for all his famed high spirits. Yet he always seemed happy when away from her, which was most of the time, and she had sensed more and more how much he enjoyed the absences he was always deploring. The war, when it came, was an absolute godsend. Sebi said, Tell me if I am being too inquisitive, but I feel it will help me to a clearer vision of what might have been. Here's the letter, what is it, June 1916. Tell me, Daphne, will you be my widow? Oh, yes, she coloured slightly. Do you remember how you replied to that? Oh, I said of course. And you considered yourselves, uh, engaged? Daphne smiled and looked down at the deep red carpet, almost puzzled for a moment that she had ended up here anyway. What was the status of a long-lost expectation? She couldn't now recapture any picture she might then have had of a future life with Cecil. As far as I remember, we both agreed to keep it a secret. I wasn't altogether Louisa's idea of the next Lady Valance. Sebi smiled back rather furtively at this little irony. Your letters to Cecil haven't survived. I do hope not. I have the impression Cecil never kept letters, which is really rather trying of him. He saw you coming, Sebi, <laughs> said Daphne, and laughed to cover the surprise of her own tone. He wasn't used to teasing, but she wasn't sure he minded it. Indeed. Sebi rose and looked for a book on the table. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. Oh, well, you haven't. Perhaps she had rattled him after all. He thought she was simply being flippant. What I hope you might do, said Sebi, is to write down for me a few paragraphs, simply evoking dear Cecil and furnishing perhaps an anecdote or two, a little memorandum. A memorandum, yes. And then, if I may quote from the letters... She had a first glimpse of his impatience, the impersonal logic of even the most flattering diplomatist. Of course, one had to remember that he was burdened with far more pressing things. I suppose that would be all right. I expect to call you simply Miss S, unless you object which Daphne found after a mere moment's fury she didn't. And now I might ask you just to run through two acres with me for any little insights you might give me, local details and so on. I didn't like to press your mother. Oh, by all means, said Daphne, with a muddled feeling of relief and disappointment that Sebi had failed to press her too. But that was it. Of course, she saw it now, and it was good not to have wasted time on it. He was going to say nothing in this memoir of his, 
Louisa was in effect his editor, and this weekend of research, for all its sadness and piquancy and interesting embarrassments, was a mere charade. He picked up the autograph album, the mauve silk now rucked and stained by hundreds of grubby thumbs, and leafed delicately through. There was something else in it for him, no doubt. A busy man wouldn't make this effort without some true personal reason. Sebi too had been awfully fond of Cecil. She gazed up at the carved end of the nearest bookcase and the stained glass window beyond it in a mood of sudden abstraction. The April brilliance that threatened the fire in the morning room here threw sloping drops and shards of colour across the wall and across the white marble fireplace. They painted the blind marble busts of Homer and Milton pink, turquoise and buttercup. The colours seemed to warm and caress them as they slid and stretched. She pictured Cecil as he had been on his last leave. She had a feeling that when she met him that hot summer night, he had just come from dinner with Sebi. Well, he was never going to know about that. For now, she had to come up with something more appropriate, something that she felt wearily had already been written, and that she had merely to find and repeat.